0: Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to Straight Talk with Dr. Charmy Pratt. I am your host, Dr. Charmy Pratt, and in the studio with me today I have. Dr. Monique Rogers. Hey, how are you?
1: Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing
0: today, Dr. Sarmi? I am doing well, thank you. So listen here, you guys. We are going to be talking about the concepts of true deliverance. And what does that look like? And so Dr. Monique uh, is really known in ministry for uh, her deliverance anointing. She's also an author. She is uh, a dynamic person. She also helps people in health and wellness when it comes to eating disorders. And so from someone who may have experienced eating disorders and coming to the place where she has literally been delivered and she's walking in liberty and freedom, we're, we want to share some things with you, some tools and strategies that we know that can help you further your life so you don't have to stay in bondage to certain things. And so anyway, without further ado, Dr. Monique, come on in and let the people know a little bit about you what you do and what what what's the concepts of deliverance in your eyes
1: yes absolutely and so i am I'm so excited to, to be here on today and uh, to talk to all of you as a listening audience as well um, my concept on deliverance is uh, god's freedom right and so when those deliverance that was done in the bible uh, Jesus did it as a way of freeing people from what's currently going on in their lives. And so the deliverance that I've been through in my lifetime, God has been able to really, really help me to break free from a lot of things in my life, as well as uh, he has given me a deliverance ministry where uh, he, I am able to do services and um, bring deliverance to people um, that are there and those particular services. So, um, Dealing with deliverance ministry is not always easy because at times there are, you go into places and the demons start manifesting and people start talking crazy and doing, you get uh, punched in the face, like uh, all kinds of things happen when you you called to that area of deliverance. And so um, you have to recognize uh, the spirit because, like, it's just not so much the person, but there's a spirit in that person that uh, recognizes the God in you and wants to, like, fuck at you. And so, as a deliverance minister, I've noticed that a lot, and I've seen that happen um, from time to time um, in ministry, and uh, it's like God protects you in it, but there's like so much that happens as far as people need to be delivered and stuff, and then I have also, uh, God has brought me, walked me through deliverance. I've I've been delivered from eating disorders, and so I gained freedom from that, delivered um, from homelessness, delivered uh, from rejection, so God he is so faithful, like how he brought me through these things. And like, I'm i just grateful to God to walk out deliverance and be able to help people.
0: That's good. Um, you said a lot of things uh, as you were talking. And one of the things that um, many people that may listen to this, because some may not know the father that we serve, which is a good, good father. Right. And so yeah. they may not understand the concepts of When you said deliverance or free, you know, what it's like to literally be delivered from the uh, things that put us in bondage bondage or restrict us from actually moving forward in life, right? And so when you think about that, what would you say to those individuals that may not understand that whole concept of the church language, right? And so they don't have a good understanding when it comes to even deliverance. And so I want to touch on that first. And then I also want to touch on the dynamics of those people that are in the church, but even Their understanding about what deliverance is, it's kind of not where it needs to be in order to see the things manifested in their lives, right? And so, first point, let's talk about those that may not know the God that we serve. When you say deliverance and different things, what would you say a point of deliverance is for them? Or how can they access that same type of deliverance that you're talking about? Or is it possible for them to access that? What would you say?
1: Yes. Um for people that are not saved particularly, uh there you can, you can still get uh, demons uh cast out of you. Um if you're if you're not saved, you give your life to the Lord, you can um bring and give deliverance to your life. Um as well I like to think of deliverance when I'm explaining to people that are not familiar with it, that are unsaved, if they've ever seen the movie the Exorcist um then that will be what a deliverance minister does like they literally are casting out spirits demons out of people um so how it looks to them maybe like in, in a more spookier sense so it's like they don't have the clarity or understanding so i i would like to tell people you know have you ever seen the movie the exorcist that's what deliverance is like it's taking uh demons out of people or spirits out of people that um have been you know that the person has been possessed by and that they're trying to be idolized. So it brings freedom to them. So that's the way I would describe it to someone that's an unbeliever.
0: Okay. So what about those that are in Christ and they have a concept of they heard about deliverance, but nonetheless, although they heard it, they don't understand even the concept of what deliverance is and how that looks. So what would you say to a believer?
1: Well, if we're a believer, you know, I would, you know, point out to them uh, in Psalm 34 and 17, where the, the righteous cry out for help and the Lord hears and you know, delivers them from their troubles. So, anything that they're troubled with, any spirit that's troubling them or causing them to not uh, gain freedom, that they would know that God is evil for freedom. And, you know, and direct them to scripture passages, and let them talk about. What it is that they need to be free from, because you need to be able to walk out that deliverance. You need to be able to say, you know, I will, I'm speaking out. I will no longer be held in bondage to fear. I will no longer be held bondage to these things that are controlling my life. And you begin to speak those things. And so, uh, as you speak those things out, you're, dec- you're declaring to declare freedom over yourself. And so, as you declare that freedom over yourself, uh, the Lord is able to bring you freedom right? And so, first verse 9, four and 4, says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcame them because the one who was in, he was greater than the one who's in the world. So, there's no one greater than God and so he's able to bring that freedom to your life and you're not in bondage. And then Galatians 5 and 1 says, it is the freedom of Christ that has set us free. So, stand firm, then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. So, if you're in bondage, then God wants to free you. If you have demons that have got you bound, God wants to free you because God doesn't want us to be tangled down and built to bondage in a place that our lives are in a place where we're not able to operate in total freedom of God. And so we're we're stuck at at that point. Okay.
0: And so you keep using the word demons, right? And a lot of people don't understand the concept of what demons are. I remember, let's just say, for instance, I remember when I first uh, received Christ and shortly Mm -hmm. after, um, I didn't believe in demons. I I just didn't, you know, even as a believer, even as somebody who gave their life to Christ, I still was skeptical about demons. They're not real until Mm -hmm. I had an epiphany moment, like an experience. And then it became reality for me. So hands down, I understand the demonic realm and all of that. But you're talking about a concept of demons and different things like that, that Monique, a lot of people, they don't understand that. Um, some mm-hmm. people don't even believe that demons are real. You even have some Christians. Like I said, I was a believer. I didn't even believe in the spiritual world mm-hmm. in that retrospect where I believed that they that demons or different entities were, you know, had authority or um, to actually oppress me. And so I guess mm-hmm. my question for you would be uh when you're talking about the concepts of demon what is that because many people don't even understand that language some people don't even believe so how would you minister to someone or even talk with someone who may have a concept that I don't I don't I don't believe in that I don't even believe that that's true or how can they understand when they are dealing with something mm-hmm. as far as a demonic experience or a demon you know how how do people know how would they know well
1: um i like to explain it to, the, to the believer you know um that demons are real like you think of the in the bible uh, angels and demons those, those are real things like we have to know that they they are real and that they are active and that they are uh, roaming the earth and they're uh, inside of people and so um coming from the home where my mom uh, is in the hospital she did a lot of deliverance services so it gives me like a eye view of seeing people get demons cast out of them uh even giving services where demons were cast out of people and so um and I have done services as well where demons were um, cast out of people. And, you know, the church that I was in, they would get the buckets and people would start, like, throwing up and stuff. And then the, the, the spirit would uh, start, you know, and sometimes uh, even manifesting these uh, coughing, saying things. Or, uh, you know, people could uh, be coughing up and then, you know, the uh, unclean spirit is coming out of them. So um, And then I've done deliverance services where um, it's not extreme, you know, where the person just, like, burps and then that's it. Or they will just do like a, a sigh, and then that they're okay. and Then the spirit immediately leaves them. So in some cases, if the demon is in there longer, then they manifest and start talking and saying different things, or yelling and screaming, or you know, uh, being violent, depending on what kind of type of demon is in that person. Uh, so each case is different. Like none of them are ever the same. But uh, the important thing is to recognize what kind of spirit or demonic forces are attacking that person. And then God gives clear instructions on how to uh, remove the spirit out of that person.
0: Okay. All right. And so then as as I'm hearing you um, and you're talking about just the concepts of the ways that demons are expelled, right? Um, mm-hmm. How do people even know that they may even be dealing with a demonic spirit or uh, a I demon? Would how, how would they understand that?
1: Well, but, um, sometimes people don't know. Like they, there are people. Like um, I remember being in the service. I went to years back, and this lady was preaching. Um, and she had written a book out of me. Uh, came thirty demons, and I'm like, wow, that not many demons come out of a person, and it's real. Like you may have more than one demon inside of you, and don't even know that you have it. And so, uh, because some people have had it for so long. They don't know that those demonic forces are in them, and so you actually have to have a deliverance minister to come in, uh, recognize that, pray over that individual, and then walk them through the deliverance on how to keep the demons out. Because like, you can get the demons out, but like if you don't keep yourself clean uh, and holy before God, then the demons have rights to come back in. And so, and scripture says like once they're out, they're gonna come back seven times stronger. So, want to make sure that you you walk in a level of holiness to God with are uh, exercising the life of purity Jesus him, that the demons don't have access to come back in. As long as you're living clean before God, they don't have access to come back in and harass your temple.
0: Okay, so do you um, believe that those that um, are believers, say they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're Christ believers, they believe in Christ Jesus, so do you believe that they can be possessed as well by demonic spirits?
1: Yes, uh, I do. Like if someone is um in the service and they start manifesting, like I've I've been in services where like uh, people start like doing screams or uh, they start yelling or something or or just uh they'll start uh saying different things uh, then immediately you know, we get we, we go to that person and um either um take them out of the service so that we can walk work with them and get the demon out or we can bring them to the front where we can get the demon out immediately because uh that spirit has manifested in, in, um, coming to be seen and you have to immediately find out what, what spirit it is and then get it out of the person so it doesn't, um, disrupt the service.
0: Okay. All right. Makes sense. So is that a, uh, so a possession or oppression? Is there a difference between the two?
1: I think somebody can be oppressed and I think that people can be possessed and I believe that people can be, um. Uh, you know, in a place where they don't even know that the demon is there, but it has held them hostage. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. All right. So then, now let's move on from there. So can you tell us about times in your own life, because I kind of heard you in the beginning, kind of talk about the fact that you had been delivered from, like, uh, eating disorders and different things like that. And so, do you want to walk mm-hmm. us down that journey?
1: Sure. You no, know, um I grew up in a family um that we had, uh, my stepfather was a minister and he was abusive, uh, physically abusive to my sister and I. And so we went through a lot of um, trauma during that time and uh, also experienced a lot what we were dealing with um, back then. And so it it caused me to have a lot of like um, trust issues uh, in regards to like being able to trust uh, and having protection for a father because the only father I know is one that beat us up. And so it gave me a bad view when it came to, like, the father's love and protection for me. And then uh, being really... after that was no father, um, you know, the one that I had, I walked away when I was younger, but now he's back in my life now. But it was just a lot of underlying issues that caused me to have eating disorders, um, because I was dealing with a lot. And then being picked on at school because I was so smart, um, the kids in class didn't understand that, and it was just, you know, there's no one you could be so smart and they would make fun of me and like yell at yell and just uh would fight me and uh pick on me. And um because of my weight sometimes I was teased. So I was like, you know, I gotta find a way to cope and so my only coping mechanism that I had um was, you know, being able to starve myself and lose weight and it helped me to feel like I was like I was okay when I was doing this and that nobody was gonna ever disrespect me or yell at me or say different things that I was gonna be okay. Um, but in fact, I was actually hurting myself because I was running track at the time and I was trying to run track and so I would eat and make myself grow up and I like, starve myself and it wasn't good. Like it, was, it caused me to be very isolated and secretive and it was just, a, a it was a lot. It just, it just really hurt my relationships uh, with friends, with family members because like I was to the point of like, for the that particular addiction had taken over my mind and was taking over my life, and I had to get some freedom, and so I remember uh, years later, I was going to Oral Roberts University, and I know a church called Victory Christian Center, and they had this um, class for women, and it was so beautiful. It taught about like purity uh, and holiness before God and loving yourself and having a good self-image, and so um, I remember like getting prayed for that like, I would love myself, and like I would love who's the body that I have and, like, who I am, And it gave me so much um, fondness of knowing that God loves me, whether I'm plus size, whether I'm skin and bones, whether, you know, whatever size I am, that God loves me. And I needed, I needed to know that. I needed to know because, like, the people picking on me years ago, like, some of those thoughts will come out in my memory, like, if you're big, like, you're disgusting, like, something's wrong with you. And I, I don't want really to have those images in my head towards other people. So it's like, you know, I don't want to think like that. I don't, I don't want those thoughts in my mind. I don't want uh, to invade my image of who I am because I am beautiful. I'm loved and I'm celebrated by God. And he honors and he loves me. So uh, I learned how to love myself and not starve myself. And, and it took a lot of time to get through that. It took counseling. Uh, I went through a little bit of uh, psychotherapy. And different things and food counselors help in this constantly um in itself help um so i was grateful to god that i had a, a mom that prayed because like when people were trying to like feed me food they're like hey just eat just eat you'll be okay but they have to understand it's not just the food uh, it's the what's behind the food like why what is the root of the issue of why am i doing this what is the root of you know why am i starving myself like i need to there's something that's out of line that needs to be in line in my life that I have to get together. So um, to me, it was it was my way of protection, for, for protecting myself because everything was chaotic and uh, we got into so much. And we uh, were homeless um, when I was younger, and um, homeless growing up. So there's just a lot going on. The um, time kind of eating disorders caused me to cope with. Um, but when I got that deliverance, I just felt so free. Like um, I remember like going. The next day in the food cafeteria, saying, like, there's nothing wrong with eating this. Like, if you eat it in moderation, you'll be fine. But it's when you like eat and you're, you know, not thinking about your health but that then it matters. But just eating foods in general in moderation, I was able to exercise, take care of myself, and, and not be in extreme about my health, but be in a place of taking care of my body as, we, uh, as the image of what God is created in. And so that's one thing that I really, really have learned to cherish. And now I'm just being able to spend time and not worry about calories. You know, um, I'm a vegan now, so I eat very healthy. Uh, and it takes care, it helps me take care of my body and everything. So um, and I, I even became a certified vegan health coach because I wanted people to be able to take care of their bodies as well and not have to worry about uh, their size or their weight or fitting in with society. Uh, on their image of what they think that people should look like but you should be the image of what you are that's, that's who you are and not you know looking at a magazine that can be uh plastered or you know polished up and, uh, you know it may not even be the real picture you know and we people go through surgeries and harm themselves for no reason trying to look like an image that's not even real mm.
0: Wow. That's good. That mm-hmm. That is really good. Okay. And so I heard you say, you know, you did some psychotherapy and some counseling and different things like that. And so even as we were talking about the concepts of deliverance, so during that time in your life when you were dealing with them, that you ever have some instances where you did have to um, go through that type of deliverance that we kind of touched on a little earlier in the conversation.
1: Yes. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. But yeah, God, God has helped um, walk me through so much um, in deliverance now. And, and now I'm actually going to be starting a new mentor program um, in 2022 that helps women who uh, embrace their self esteem. It's called Beautiful Ashes, and it's going to be dealing with people that have gone through eating disorders, have gone through low self esteem issues have gone through abuse, molestation or what have you in their life or physical abuse and they just need that um time of just getting healed and uh, free from that and then at the end we'll do a graduation ceremony. I will have little friends not so much princess crowns but most kind of like cheesy but they'll get little crowns and they'll get a um, certificates. So you know that I've walked through my deliverance, I've walked through my healing and God is free me and this is who I am now. Okay, sounds
0: good. Well Monique, this has been nothing short but amazing to speak with you on today. How can people mm-hmm. get in touch with you?
1: Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at, at Dr. Monique Rogers, also on Instagram at Dr. C R Royalty, R O Y A L T Y Seven, or so at Dr. Royalty Seven. You can also follow me on Clubhouse at Dr. Monique Seven on Clubhouse. You can also follow me on the Wisdom app. I'm also on LinkedIn, Dr. Monique Rogers. I'm also on Twitter, at Dr. Monique Seven. And uh, you can also follow me on Snapchat and TikTok. And also on YouTube, Dr. Monique
0: Rogers. Oh, sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming in and, you know, kind of sharing your story with us a little bit. And we look forward to having you on again.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's such an honor to be on your show today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. I really appreciate you. And such an honor to be here today. Thank you so much.
0: Well, everyone, thank you. Thank you for joining us and tuning in for Straight Talk with Dr. Charmie Pratt. See you next time.